This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 136 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And we got our full panel. Steve, Maya, what's up, guys? Hey. Good to hear your voices. Always lovely to have you around. We haven't had everyone on the show in a long time. It has been a little while. Everyone's been busy. Maya graduated. Congratulations. Graduated from college. That's awesome. And Steve, you've been traveling a little bit. They're currently recording from the uh, Nashville studios. (laughs) He's our CMFS on location reporter. (laughs) Also known as Steve's hotel room. Hey. That that's Taylor Talk Nashville, everybody. <laughs> Studio B. No, I think it's like Studio F or something. I, I don't know. We have we have studios all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so as you guys know, we did have, um, which started a while ago, the Fearless Anniversary Fearless Box Set celebration, where we were given away a Fearless box set, and the grand prize winner has been chosen, notified. And her package is actually in the mail, expected to be delivered Monday, which for us is tomorrow. For someone listening tomorrow, it's today. And someone listening in the future, it could have been yesterday. But Whoa, trippy. I know. Like, time travel right now. <laughs> Sammy, somebody listening right now could be in the year, like, 2020. That's so weird. And I almost started singing the Jonas Brothers, and then I stopped myself. The year 3000, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, anyway, I want to congratulate our big winner. The big winner is Hannah, also Hannah Gales XO on Twitter. She is the big winner and should be getting her prize package very shortly if she hasn't already by the time she's listening to this. So congrats, Hannah. Yay, Yay Hannah. <laughs> all right, for our news today and also our Red Tour updates, Sammy is going to tell us all about what's going on because the Red Tour started up again. So Sammy, please. I have a job again. Yay. Sammy has a purpose. (laughs) I have a purpose. Um, So, yeah, the Red Tour started up again this week in Asia. Taylor's first show was in Shanghai, China, where she's never played before. It was uh, it sent a huge president uh, precedent selling 18,000 tickets in one minute. Wow. Um, With a modified stage. It was a T-shaped stage, no runway lift and no elevated red sign. We were eager to see the changes that she made to the set list. Everything before the B stage was the same as Australia and New Zealand, which means that she performed State of Grace, Holy Ground, Red, and then cut You Belong With Me and went straight to The Lucky One and then sang Mean and 22. When she got to the B stage, she sang You Belong With Me acoustic, and then she decided to sing Fearless. Um, We weren't sure if it was a secret song or if she was just going to keep singing Fearless, so we had to wait to see. Um, The rest of the set list was the same up until Treacherous, um, up until Love Story. She sang Love Story, but without the music box, and then cut Treacherous and sang We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together without the balcony lifty thingy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the technical name, Sammy? Yes, that is the technical term, the balancey, the lifty, lifty platformy thingy. Lifty thingy. <laughs> yes, um, and then 
Um, there was no Club Red in China, but she had a lot of fun, as did everybody else, and uh, has said that she will definitely be back to China and will definitely perform again there. Um, so this morning, or yesterday, or last night, or whenever you're listening to this, um, the next Red show was in Tokyo, Japan. The set list remained the same, um, with her singing You Belong With Me on the B stage, but she sang Mine instead of Fearless. So she definitely decided to have a secret song in Asia. Um, and then she cut Treacherous again, and then sang the show with the rest of the show, and la 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 la. <laughs> the next, <laughs> the next wow. show is on June, far, uh, June 4th in Jakarta, Indonesia, and May 6th in Manila, Philippines. May 6th? June 6th. Whatever. <laughs> After that whole spiel, I'll forgive you, Sammy, because that was a lot of good information for us. And then bad um, information at the end. Yeah, but she corrected. Awful, horrible. Actually, I corrected it for her, Steve. Oh, even better. Yeah. June 6th in Manila. <laughs> um, Taylor also, before her show, had a press conference in China. Taylor was a- answered a few questions by Chinese reporters about her songwriting process. And she confirmed that this is indeed the last leg of the Red Tour, and she will be going home to finish up album five, which is, quote-unquote, her favorite thing she has ever created. She also received a plaque for Red being on the top ten on Asia's charts for more than 85 weeks. Wow. Wow. 85 weeks? That's a long time. That's a really long time. That's over a year. It's like, what, about a year and a half, roughly? Almost, yeah. That's crazy. Holy cow. Uh. You know, I wonder if people are looking too deep into that favorite thing she has ever created thing. Because doesn't she say that about like every new piece of work she comes out with? Yeah, yeah every that's new the improvement. Yeah, her favorite new thing, but that's good. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we want her to be proud of it and not just release it because she feels like she has to. Um, right. But it is good to hear out of her mouth that she loves it and expects us that to love it as much as she does. Awesome. Well, could you, could you see that anyhow? It'd be like. Hey, this new album I'm putting out, it's not that good. You probably yeah. shouldn't listen to it. I mean, you can't Yeah, do that. you guys can listen to it if you want, that. but it's meh. <laughs> it's just mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sammy, for all those updates. That was a lot of great information. Remember, guys, if you want your Down to the Tour or Down to the Minute tour updates, follow Sammy's other organization that she uh, works with, T-Swift on Tour. And I'm going to encourage you more than ever to go follow that because – our, our our friend Sammy here has been like spending every night awake because of the time zone change to make sure that T Swift on tour keeps you guys up to date on everything going on on the Red Tour in Asia. So, yeah, well, we work hard and we love and it. play hard. <laughs> we work hard and we play hard. <laughs> or you just work hard and work even harder. Or we don't work hard at all and just kind of you know whatever. <laughs> All right, so thank you for that. Thank you, Sammy, for all your hard work. I appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Diane appreciates it. I do. Steve appreciates it. No, he doesn't. No, I don't. No, he doesn't. (laughs) Well, Maya does. At least least you got three out of four here. (laughs) So, Diane, what else is coming up on the calendar? Well, the 2014 CMT Music Awards are this Wednesday. Taylor is nominated for Video of the Year for Red and Highway Don't Care. She's also nominated for Female Video of the Year for Red and featured in Collaborative Video of the Year for Tim McGraw's Highway Don't Care. Um, you can vote for Taylor at cmt.com and watch the CMT Awards on June 4th at 8, 7 central on CMT. And Steve, Voting for you're that going. Tomorrow. 
Oh, yes. yes. Thank you, Sam. You can also see them live in Nashville, like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, awesome. Steve. You inviting us? Um, sure. Come on down. So crash in Steve's hotel Steve invited room. me last year, and I graciously accepted. Good job. Exactly. And did go. <laughs> Very nice. All right. And um, continue, continuing with that, the 2014 CMA Fest is this weekend in Nashville. At Fanfare X, Taylor will be featured in a live stream answering previously submitted fan questions um, at the Big Machine booth. And Taylor will also have her own booth where they will be selling Taylor merchandise and will feature Taylor's CMA Award, costume boxes, and one of Taylor's guitars that you can go over there and check out. So, Steve, you'll, you'll have to make that a uh, priority. Mm-hmm. So if, if I go over there, you guys expect me to like take pictures and then we'll uh, tweet it out from the Taylor Talk account? Yeah, yes. I'm also going to be sending you a list of merch that I want, and I'm sending you my uh, um, no. PayPal password. Uh, <laughs> can I have your PayPal password? No, you're not buying Taylor merch for me. <laughs> At Fanfare X, huh? So anyone in Nashville for CMA Fest has to go to Fanfare X. I feel like Fanfare X needs to be said like, Fanfare X. It's like such one a of those... strange name. Like I don't really it, get it. It definitely it sounds like it's meant to be said like that. Like it's like a sport. <laughs> I don't event. know. Like yeah. Fanfare X. I mean, some people who definitely treat it like a sporting event. Or yeah. maybe it's just like a number ten. You fanfare. know, fanfare. Well, yeah, but then when it changed nine? to eleven because it, it was should. ten last year. And then fanfare X or fanfare thirteen. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be very awesome. Did you get any autographs? No. Oh. Didn't win. Sad. Yeah, okay, they changed that on. all around. Before you used to just show up in line. Well, you still can, artist. but it's yeah. just not easy. Wait. Now it's like a big lottery for? system, and can you I've picked a bunch of losers for meet and greets and stuff. For like meet and greets and signing and stuff, they do like a lottery system now instead of just like a first come first serve camping out overnight type. Because oh. the last time they did a first come first serve was when Taylor did the thirteen hour meet and greet and it was chaos and so then they changed so it. So now it's like you have to sign up online and put like in priority like which artist you would want to meet and then people get randomly picked. Is that yeah. really fair though? I mean, I it mean, is, but it kind isn't. Of. If it's truly random, it's. Fair. I mean, the the well, it's not because you can put up to like you get forty like points to put in, and you can distribute them however you want. So someone can put in forty for one artist, or they can put in one. And some of the people that get one, that only put in one, get it. And some of the people that put in forty don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's really fair. I, I think they should do it first come first serve. First come, first serve, so the, mo- the for the more passionate fans get to meet who they want to meet. Or maybe they should, like, make you write a whole essay on why you're the biggest <laughs> fan of someone and deserve to meet them. I like and judge the essays based on their merit. That's a good idea. They don't want to read that many essays. <laughs> can, we, can it be multiple choice instead? That would be so much simpler. I don't know. But I hope you have fun at CMA Fest, Steve. For our main Thank discussion you. today, we're going to continue on with what a uh, little bit of what Sammy was telling us earlier with the Red Tour update and talk about some of those changes. So just starting with the stage changes, Sammy, can you refresh our minds what exactly changed with the stage so then yeah, maybe we can so try and speculate? The North American leg, the European leg, and the Australasia egg, leg, which is New Zealand and Australia, they had the um, shield-shaped stage or V-shaped stage, depending on how you look at it. It had the main stage with the runway coming down the middle, and then it kind of connected with two additional runways, and then the pits were on either side of the runway. Um, In Asia, 
because first of all, the stadiums are smaller and can't would t- it would take away too many seats bringing that stage. And second of all, she has to have two stages because when they're taking down one stage, they're setting up another. Mm-hmm. So like today, when they were taking down Japan's stage, they were already assembling a stage in Jakarta. Um, so she couldn't have one giant stage that, you know, you can't do that. Um, so they have a T-shaped stage, which is a main stage with the runway and then another little runway, which is what she used for Speak Now, Speak now and for Fearless. Um, so it's a smaller stage. So all the dancing and all the numbers have been, you know, shrunken down. So they're the same, but on a smaller scale. But that's also why she couldn't have the runway lift for treacherous and for we are never ever getting back together because the runway is not big enough it would basically be the whole runway lifting up and being her platform sammy you already took the speculation out of this you already said why everything was done i guess the conversation's (laughs) over this was just a bunch of logistics there's still plenty we can talk about like Um, what well the red sign is also gone now, why would she do that? That's kind of iconic, and that's part of the show. But it fit that other stage. They'd have no, to mod it, would, it out. It Steve, that stage. had nothing to do with the shield versus the T-shape um, yeah, but that catwalk, though. That was on the main, the actual main main stage. Like yeah, on the, part, yeah, but I think the main main stage is different, too. Part. Like I don't think it's probably the same physical stage. Like That probably is, like, the one that they have for the T is different. I would be, at least I'm guessing. Well, if that's the case, Sammy, do you know what they are using to like block her from your vision when when that big red sign would be down for our the, stage? The, the red curtain is still there. So, you know, like originally they had the red sign that would raise up and then you would see Taylor's silhouette at the beginning of State of oh, Grace. So and it's the just, would drop. there's just the curtain. Yeah, the curtain's still oh, there. Okay. It actually kind of resembles the speak the speak now stage with the giant red curtain in the you know. mm-hmm. um so the curtain itself is still there um but it there's nothing that goes down during at the end of red and then you know raises back up at the beginning of the lucky one like the video's still there the giant screen's still there it's just there's nothing there well it's possible um, that that red sign was just too large to carry and yeah it i could think be that they only it, had one I think that that, it, that that it's a freight issue, that there wasn't, like, not that there wasn't enough money to have two, but it just didn't make sense to either, you know, have the freight and have to rush it to another country right after right. or have two. It just didn't make sense. And, um, I mean, this kind of goes into our conversation later about whether Taylor would be singing You Belong With Me on the main stage in Asia had she had that. I'm not actually sure. I kind of think that, you know, she kind of decided to change it and that she does like the idea of singing You Belong With Me acoustic and that, you know, even if she could have the red sign, that she still wouldn't be singing it on the B stage. So, the main stage. so, Sammy, You Belong With Me is now on the B stage as an acoustic? Yeah. Good yep. choice, Taylor. When it uh, was that weird, fantastic choice. jazz version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, has there know, been any like feedback so online? Like, have there been any uh, Asian Swifties, like, yelling and screaming, like, I want that jazz version? The only thing that I've seen about you know what asian swifties are wish they had versus what they actually have is that they wish their set was longer their set is 75 to 80 minutes max and north america was two hours europe was two hours and um 
Australia was about 90 minutes. I think with logistics, though, it's just so hard to get all of the equipment over to do all of yeah, the songs. Yeah, it's, in a, it's a logistics know? problem. It's a, you know, I think it's also a cultural thing. I've looked into this a lot. You know, a lot of people that I've talked to say that they didn't think that the Asian audience would be able to sit there for two hours, that that's just not part of their culture. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's true, but, you know, I did actually talk to a lot of people. I wonder what, people. like, what the rationale is for that. Um, like I don't know. why I, they wouldn't be able to sit there for two hours. I Maybe don't know. And I don't even know that that's true, because these yeah. audiences are amazing. I mean, I've I mean, seen... the fans seem so The fans are nutty. Like, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm you not guys just... all saw those pictures yeah. from the airport. It's crazy. Right. And the video. Yeah, I kind of feel like that Taylor now has seen this and, like, she will make a bigger effort next tour to bring more with her. I mean, like we've said, there's, you know, only so much she can do being that she's flying to, you know, like, five, six different countries in such a short amount of time. Like, there's only so much she can do. I but mean, like, I do to think get that the whole set over to the UK, they had mm-hmm. to send it over on a boat, which took, like, a month. Yeah, so, like, and I mean, they like, can't be like moving it around to all of these different countries in Asia in the space of a couple days. Yeah, and I mean, like you can. I mean, when she went to Australia and New Zealand, she also had two stages. That's why she had, you know, a very different setup for Club Red in New Zealand versus what she had in Australia. And even the meet and greets were different. You know, her like the background thing was in Australia and it wasn't in New Zealand. Um, but you know, when you go from Austra- from america to australia like you go all that way and then when you go to news go to asia like you're going even further it doesn't feel like it's further but it is in fact further Mm -hmm. like so it's you have to cross the entire ocean and then another ocean and then you know half go halfway through the country like it's a lot of traveling and it's a lot of freight and she like you know no matter how much money a, a, a a a concert makes like it doesn't make sense to charge all this money like you won't end up making any profit profit that's what it comes down to isn't it the balance sheet there yeah where they have to figure out exactly how much they can spend and still remain profitable and still keep the ticket prices low that part's very complicated i mean these tickets already i know a lot a lot of people that could not get tickets because it was just way too expensive and taylor does her best even out of country to keep tickets as low as she can. But, you know, with a tour this big, bringing it as far as she is, like, it, it is going to be more expensive. And so you kind of have to balance. Do you want a bigger, you know, a fuller set with a bigger stage that's going to cost, you know, two, three times as much? Or do you want smaller where it's more access? the tickets are more accessible to everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Hey, Sam, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, like, the Red Tour... We had the trucks and they had Taylor on it. Do you think that these boats that are going over or like have pictures of Taylor on the side and say <laughs> red tour? That'd be awesome. They have the airplane. Have you guys seen the airplane? They have the oh. airplane that she's traveling in through Air Asia that has her face on it. That's um, awesome. Steve, it's I, like I don't the least discreet airplane you could have ever imagined in your life. Steve, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. If you go way back in time, time travel a little all the way back to episode four. When we had Charlie Warsham here on Taylor Talk, he opened for Taylor on the Speak Now tour. He was saying that a lot of that stuff, like the buses and stuff, Taylor owns that, which is why it's probably pretty easy to do those decals. If she was paying a freight company to, you know, ship over 
all that equipment, they're not going to put her face on it. She doesn't own those boats. She well, have maybe to she buy should. Boat. It might be cheaper in the logistics in the long run if she does some more tours to buy a over ship? in Asia. Yeah, why maybe not? It's maybe Taylor Swift. next tour when she becomes even more, I don't know, crazy rich than she is now. I don't know. <laughs> I think a ship is a little more expensive than a bus. Or an airplane even, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can dream. <laughs> so, Sammy, B-Stage, is that left unchanged? Is it still... No, B-Stage also changed. Um, it no longer has the lift to the where she was saying different songs at different levels, and it doesn't rotate anymore either. So it's just the basic B-Stage that she had um, basically during the Fearless Tour. That, you know, it's just a square thing in the back just of the Just like a platform? Yeah. I mean, it's raised slightly, so, you know, it's like the people in the 100 levels can see her. Right. But it doesn't go all the way up like it did on the other legs of the tour. I bet you that was probably just an easy place to kind of cut down on the budget. Yeah, while, definitely. Budget, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure that she didn't want to because she loves that, you know, she can see the people in the two, 300 level when she goes up that high. But, you know, she also doesn't sing as many songs there anymore. So it really, it like you said, it was just a place to cut costs. She doesn't I... sing... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, well, just with that, I wonder why she doesn't sing more songs there, because that would be, like, free to do. Like, she wouldn't have to pay anything. It's just her singing, you know? No, but if she was singing more songs, then the use of that elevation would have been necessary, so it was, like, cut a few well, songs. Why would it have to be necessary? She could because, still sit there. I mean, the, the reason that she sang so many songs back there is so that she could sing to every level in the venue. So if she's sitting back there singing four or five different songs at the same level, it's kind of... But Sammy, the B-Stage platform never really went high enough for like the 200 and 300 level people to it really was, like be face-to-face with again her. Again, again, it was it was all the way up to the almost 200 level if you were sitting up there. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't sit there, so I don't yeah, know what but, it would have been like. Yeah, it was, it was about that high. But I, I still have to agree with Diane on that one. I think that could be a good place. Like, it's, you know what? The, the 200, 300 level are still getting a better view, even if she's just on an unmoving platform there yeah, in the back. No, I, so she could throw in an extra acoustic song. I mean, she's song. singing more songs back there than she sang during, say, the Australian and the New Zealand leg because she's singing on the, on the American leg. She sang um, the end of 22, which doesn't really count, um, the secret song. Everything has changed. Begin again, and the first half of Sparks Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Australian leg, she's saying "You Belong with Me," or the end of Twenty Two, "You Belong with Me," and Sparks Fly. And then same in Asia with the secret song, and the same in in Europe with the secret song. So technically speaking, the shortest set back there was Australian and New Zealand, but they had the lift, so it's kind of weird. Interesting. And the shortest leg of the tour which is uk had um most of the songs back there hmm. so i don't know um, i'm glad we have sammy to share this all with us <laughs> she she just keeps tabs on everything she has to being as part of t-swift on tour sammy is like a hard drive of taylor swift knowledge <laughs> it's all just programmed in her brain i did have to google google this though i'm not gonna lie because i couldn't remember if she sang begin again in europe or not oh sammy <laughs> i'm not gonna sit here giving away your secrets like, i know everything because i don't um, but yeah, she cut begin again after the North American leg. She sang 
it on and off depending on how her throat was feeling. So the last three nights in Nashville when she was really, really sick, she didn't sing it. And there were a few other nights where she didn't sing it. But starting in Austra- in New Zealand, she hasn't sang it since. Um, I, wonder I was not surprised because... she didn't sing it in Asia because the songs that Asia knows are, you know, they tend to lean more towards the pop songs. Right, the that's pop, what I was you know, just going to say. Yeah, we are never ever getting back together. I knew your trouble and twenty two. Like they know all of those, but like the more country songs. Like if you look at her her speak now set list compared to the um, North American set list, she cut um mean. She cut our songs. She cut like the older songs and she cut the more country songs. Mm-hmm. So her cutting begin again was not that surprising. Um, well, country music is more native to the United States. Yeah, this is where it originated, and Taylor's done a tremendous job spreading it throughout the world helping to spread that genre yeah and i suspect at some point over the next you know the rest of the shows in asia that she will probably sing our song on the b stage um she'll probably sing 15 on the b stage like you can kind of speculate what she's going to be singing um and but you know she can't like, wait for everybody's reaction to our song and be safe again <laughs> me neither is that the one she did like at every show in the u.s basically yeah. <laughs> Remember, all these people would ask her to sing stuff, and she'd be like, "Yeah, maybe." And then she would sing our song, and literally everyone would just like hit their head on a wall. Really? It was great. So, it Sammy, was like my do favorite you, song. Do oh, you happen geez. to have a copy of the set list, or would it be easier to just go through what's not on the set list? I know, I know the set list. What are you talking about? Do you have it memorized? Can you like she, recite she it? She tweets the set list. Trust <laughs> me, I used to know the set list too. When you tweeted that much. You memorize it. It's in your soul. <laughs> Sammy, read it. Read it off to us in order. Which Don't... version do you want? North America, Australia, we want the... New Zealand, UK, or Asia? The current the one, Asia. Asia. Asia one. Asia Grace, Holy Ground, Red, the Lucky One, Mean, Twenty Two, uh, You Belong with Me on the B Stage, Secret Song, Sparks Fly, I Need Your Trouble, All Too Well, Love Story, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. That wow. is a very short set list compared it's, to. It's, it's really North short. America. It doesn't. It doesn't feel short because when you look at it compared to what North America has, it's only three songs different. But it is shorter. It's weird. It's very weird. It's. It just sounds so much shorter. Yeah, but the the technically speaking, the shortest set list was Australia and New Zealand. Huh. So how'd that show end up longer? Uh, Logistics. Logistics. Word of the day. Logistics. logistics. Used in a sentence. The logistics were prevented Taylor oh. from doing every song. Oh <laughs> she should just sing every song ever for like 17 hours. That would be the best concert ever. Sure. So, Sammy, <laughs> let's talk about what got cut. Um. Okay. In North America, she cut Stay, Stay, Stay less than halfway through the set list, uh, through the tour yeah we know that and that was weird so it was sad. very weird. we've she talked about that on a previous episode that that's like my favorite song popular. they needed to cut it for time but that to me is weird because you know if she it, was gonna cut something she should have cut you along with me right yeah <laughs> i agree with that um but also i mean the show always ended before 10 45 always it was never longer than 10 45 even the nights with a special guest um, and she quite often, if she had a special guest, she would cut begin again. Like mm-hmm. it was begin again was very expendable. 
Um, and, you know, we see that because she then cut it from every other leg of the tour. So I don't really know why she decided to cut Stay, 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 especially because, honestly, it was like the, like, the set list needs it. Like, I don't yeah, understand. It's, it's, it's a happy it's song. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, like, it's so her, good. The whole thing with her and Amos was so good. Yeah, and it like, had the whole day oh. uh, by the Lumineers in the middle of it. Yeah. And the pandering. Gotta love the pandering. Just like the little dancing and like all of it was so cute. Yeah. So since that was cut from the set list, has it ever been used as the secret song? I think yes. it has. Yeah, she sang it as a secret song once. I don't remember where though. Sorry. So what are the chances of Asia getting Stay 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 as a secret song? Probably slim to none. I would, I would say, say I would say they're gonna get treacherous over Stay 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 just because she like you know. And they're probably gonna get. I think Sammy's song. right. They're gonna get like our song or fifteen or something. Yeah, or they're like older. Something I mean, popular. I, I, very popular. I expect them to get our song, but I will honestly be kind of surprised when they do. Um, but I, you know, I was yeah. I think that she's gonna try and avoid songs off of the first album in Asia. Yeah, she's probably going to go for, like, songs that she thinks people know there. Yeah, it's like, 15. The next one will probably be Enchanted. Um, Maybe our song. I don't know. Um, Hey, Steven. (laughs) Yeah, like, that went well. Steve's favorite song. Favorite song. (laughs) So what, what else you got for us, Sammy? Um, I guess the only other thing would be her use of secret songs. Um, she cut them in Australia and New Zealand and opted to use You Belong With Me instead. You know, looking at the stage changes that she made for Asia, I don't understand why Australia and New Zealand basically got, like, the shortest stick in the bunch with, you know... The, the big giant stage and the little mini stage and then she kind of you know I don't know they kind of got they kind of got screwed I'm sorry they did did they so, have any special guest they didn't get a special guest they didn't get a secret song you know in let, yes we we can sit here and talk seven ways to Sunday about you know the UK leg was absolutely the shortest you know she was in London and then she was in berlin and that was it but you know they got a special guest every single night they got a secret song every single night they got ed sheeran Um, a couple times they got ed sheeran 20 times (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah australia definitely got the short leg of the stick in in terms of this tour and that you know that she had the stage she had everything and she just didn't use it poor aussies i know i wonder if that was planned or this is something that she just kind of does as she goes along i kind of feel like she's still not sure of her like popularity in australia and new zealand you know she didn't used to be the biggest in europe and then all of a sudden she was able to sell out you know this giant stadium five shows like well here's something interesting sammy i have a friend in australia who said that nobody she doesn't know anybody that likes Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. But here's something weird to counter that. If you look at the Taylor Talk audience, which I'm again, I'm not saying that's necessarily entirely representative of Taylor Swift's audience, but it's a small segment of it. Yep. And Australia is our third largest market after the US and Asia. Yeah, and one of the largest um, the other, you know, one of the largest fan accounts on Twitter is an Australian fan account. Like, 
there 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 are a lot of Australian and New Zealand fans. Also, so I, Australia huh? is like a huge country, and it's a continent like, and a country, and you but know. it's a lot of I'm empty just, space. No, I'm just saying, like whoever <laughs> this person is, like they probably just don't live in the right place. Like I know, for example, where I live, the fact that I listen to country music and go to country shows is weird. Yeah, because people here people here don't listen to country, but. I swear, you drive about 30 minutes from here, everybody listens to country. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys like, want to know a fun fact it about very country? De- it depends on, like, where you live. Yes, yes I, I do want to know a fun fact. Vegas is actually a huge country city. Weird. That doesn't surprise They do me. have the ACM awards there, so that kind of makes true. sense. And the ACAs and, and, the a- and yeah. all kinds of stuff. But it's very think- interesting. It's very, um, very popular here. But, yeah, and it's also interesting that in Australia and New Zealand, she played huge stadiums. Like, she went from, like, zero to 60 over there. So I feel like she kind of, you know, and there's also the whole thing with Selena Gomez where a lack of popularity, she had to cancel her tour. Obviously, Taylor doesn't want to do that. Obviously, Taylor's audience is not quite the same as Selena Gomez's. But I think that she's still kind of tiptoeing, you know, and she kind of did that in the UK too. Like, she doesn't want to overstay her welcome. She doesn't want to, you know, pretend that she's, you know, this big act that she's not and then, you know, not have people come out to the shows and be spending all this money and not going. Um, And I feel like that she's kind of, you know, testing that with Asia too, you know, because over the past couple tours, Asia's leg hasn't been that big. Asia's set list has been um, cut, you know, has been very different from everybody else's um, in terms of what she sings and what she doesn't. And so I feel like she's still kind of, you know, tipping her toes into Australia and New Zealand and that hopefully next tour, you know, she it'll be she'll be she's able to see that she can sell at the stadiums, that she can, you know, pretty easily bring her full set there and that she'll be able to sing a two hour show for them. Well, here's something interesting with Asia, though, because you remember Speak Now tour. She started in Asia, right? Yep. Where Red Tour, she's ending in Asia. You would think like Speak Now would have been a large enough market test for her to know what she's doing on the Red Tour. But she's I also, like, she changes her style so much. I feel like just because they liked her then, it doesn't mean that it's going to be 100% successful now. Yeah, but and she I has think sort that of a different sound. The, the UK is a good reflection of that in that, you know, when she was there last time, she played more shows, but she also didn't play as big as venues. And now she kind of sees, you know, over the past two years with how successful Red has been there, um, that she is able to play, you know, these massive, massive shows and lots more of them. And so I'm hoping that as UK of a reflection of that, that Australia and New Zealand will get that too, because Asia's definitely gotten that as well. The venues that she's playing is absolute, are absolutely huge for Asia, for, for Asia. And, you know, she's managed to sell out all of them. Um, I mean, last night it was almost 40,000 people, and there are photos that, wow. you know, I saw people waiting on, online for merch, and it was, you know, you couldn't move, like... That's it crazy. was crazy. Well, I have a feeling a large demand uh, on the merch is due to the fact that the online store is limited outside Absolutely. of the U.S. Um, they actually got new merch. They got new merch stuff we don't they have. Did. What? They How got rude. a towel. I don't know what it is. They got a towel like the beach yeah, towel. Or... It's like a lot of. I thought it was one of the like chiffon scarves, but uh-huh. it's like a weird like. 
long... Like a skirt thing towel. you can tie around your waist? What did they call it? They called it a, a muffle towel. I don't know what a muffle towel is. Maybe that's a something muffle towel? that they have it, like, over it there. It looks like one of the things that like basketball players wear around their neck like when they're sitting on the bench and they're sweating. Like that kind of towel. Oh. Not, you know, you can't wear it around your, you know, body as a shower, but oh. it's not, you know, but it's not a washcloth. Oh, apparently it's like a special Japanese scarf. Oh, Interesting, maybe. okay. It's called a towel muffler. Yeah. It's a oh. Japanese scarf. Wow. There you go. There you go. Okay. They got, they got... Very cool. See, they Taylor's done her market Japanese. research there. <laughs> yeah, right. she definitely, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. <laughs> that is one thing. Taylor's always been good with, you know, making calculated risk and, yeah, you know, she, testing she the market knows, out. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Um, she knows the difference between, you know, what where she should take the risk and where she should kind of wait it out for a little while. Um, there was also a really, really big issue with this Asia tour in that they had to cut a show because yeah. of issues in that I was country. just about to bring that up so let, <laughs> let's talk Thailand huh um so there are issues in this country in this country at the moment we don't need to get into them because you know we don't need to get into them we're not you can read the news if you want yeah. to hear that yeah and we don't live there so we really honestly I mean, don't know the, what's going the on the gist of it is that it would not have been safe for her to go and it wouldn't have been safe for her fans to go either um, yeah and I think they so, have a curfew also yeah. So they so, wouldn't have been allowed out as yeah, late as the show yeah. would go. Um, so they cut the show, and then the next day they added uh, a second Singapore show on the same day as the, the Thailand show with um, giving a 1,000 of those tickets first access to Thailand people that are able to travel that distance. Because as I understand it, it's it's close, but, you know, you'd have to fly several hours kind of thing. Um to that show um well, that was really sweet of her so yeah. where is the also, additional show it's in, it's singapore. in singapore it's in singapore on the 9th when the thailand show would have been but okay. in singapore at the venue yeah, that she's and there's a thousand well. seats that were like set aside for thai fans yeah that's interesting. I, I hope enough thai fans can can make it there because they, they went on sale yesterday I saw lots of photos of people online. I don't know if it ever sold out. I'm sorry. I mean, I never... it's definitely not driving distance. It seems no, like she could have gone. No, they would have to fly there. Yeah. It seems um, like she could have gone. Well, there's a few surrounding countries. I, I don't know where she could have gone. I think that, you know, they that the Singapore is just, you know, that was the venue that they had, and they they opted to do it there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also, and I'm not sure what happened with this. I honestly don't even know if the situation was real or not. Like, I mean, it was real. It did happen. Um, but there was an issue with the, um, uh, I believe it was Jakarta. Um, they sold tickets at a 7-Eleven. Um, really? And from what I understand that that's kind of like would be for Amer- for North American people to go to a Ticketmaster, you know, physical Ticketmaster store to buy okay. the tickets rather than buying them online. Um, and there was a problem with those tickets where they either they were double booked or, oh. you know, they were. Oh, I don't honestly. I don't heard know about that. Yeah, I and honestly don't know what ended up happening with this. They had to email, email a bunch of people, it. right, and just say, um, hey, sorry, we're refunding you. 
Yeah, but you don't have a ticket anymore. Your ta- you don't have tickets. We're giving you your money back. That is so um, sad. I think that they were double booked, um, and so that you know, basically, what 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 it, you know the the American version of this um, would be. You know, people bought them online, and people bought them in the physical Ticketmaster store, and the people that bought them in the physical Ticketmaster store bought um, the same seat. Yeah, and so Ticketmaster refunded their money. But they don't have any tickets because the whole place is sold out. See, um, and it's really unfortunate because that something like that is not Taylor's fault. No, not that's at a all. total third-party company that, that is responsible for that. Third-party logistics. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, Steve I is mean, using logistics as many times as he can in a sentence today. I think it's just because you know Asia is still kind of, you know, you have to, you still have to line up to buy tickets. That like there, it's not like here where you know you keep refresh hitting your refresh button on Ticketmaster until you know ten o'clock when the tickets come up. It's not like that. Well, there. you can like, buy tickets here in a physical location too. You can, it's not just you like, can, not but like no one does. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that it's backwards here. Whereas you know here, ninety percent of people, probably even closer to ninety nine percent of people, buy them online or over the phone. Whereas there, most people go to a physical location to buy them. Sammy, did you know that 86% of statistics are made up on the spot? Um. Yes, because I just made that up. And I just made up 86%. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, the point I'm trying to make, and I don't know what happened with this. If you do know anybody who's listening, please tweet us because I don't know what happened. Um, Because someone actually tweeted me the other day on T-Swift on tour that they had heard rumors that the show was going to get canceled because of that. But I don't even know if Taylor is aware. Like, honestly, guys, I don't have a clue because someone sent me an email about it. Um, and then I never heard about it again. Um, well, hopefully it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really sad for those people that lost their tickets. Um, I also, and Adam and I had talked about this, that the email kind of looks sketchy. So I, you know, I was kind of worried that it, it was does. Google. It says something like, oh, please provide your name, yeah. address and bank account information. That or, sounds really oh, sketchy. Yeah. No, so that's it kind a scam. of also looks a little bit like, you know, someone was trying to scam these people into giving them their bank account information, which no, please never you, do that. Call please the never people. don't do that. Do not Call email anyone your bank account information. That's a scam. Don't do that. Yeah, so like, like, like I said, we have no idea what ended up happening with that. I know for a fact that this concert is not canceled, so don't think that it is because it's not. Um, okay, I yeah. mean, I would say if you got an email like that, just go to the show anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's and the like, worst that they can do? Like, you got an you, email. You, yeah, and if you, you get should try to get there get first. Get there before the other person that has your seat. (laughs) I mean, if the company is legit, they would already have that information and they would just refund it. They would not need your bank account. Nobody ever needs your bank account information over email. Ever. Life advice with Maya. We don't know what happened with that and we really hope you have seats. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, Sammy, do we have anything else on the Red Tour? Should we wrap up this discussion? Um, I don't have anything else. Does anybody else have anything else? You know what's sad, guys? This what's is probably up? the last time we're doing like a long red tour discussion. But you know what's happy about this is that that means that we'll have read our album five information. New album. Yeah, that's true. Looking on the bright side. <laughs> I know, but but we can also no longer sing the song. What song? What song? This is the tour that doesn't end. <laughs> it just goes on and on. What? 
I said Taylor confirmed that it is the tour that ends. Oh, no. Finally. It felt like it was never-ending for a while. I'm really sorry, guys. We really, we love this tour. We really, really do. But it's been, like... A year and a half? It's time for some new It's stuff. been, like, a year and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it was a great discussion. Sammy, you are so well informed on, on the Red Tour. That's why we love having you talk about the Red Tour, because you know everything about everything about everything about it. And, and if she and doesn't, she Googles it. it. Yeah. Well, that's what Steve does about everything. So <laughs> <laughs> calling you out, Steve, putting you on blast. Mm-hmm. It's because I care, Steve. That's why yeah. I tease. I tease because I care. Do you care about the mini segments? I do, and I'll get to those in just a sec. Oh, okay. That was a terrible attempt at a transition on your part, I thought Diana. it was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, was that was pretty awesome, It was Diana. mediocre. It was so-so. But before we got to those mini-segments, I just wanted to say, because there are so many people listening in from Asia, if you have any opinions on what's going on with the Red Tour, you know, things we discussed and speculated on, you're probably more knowledgeable. Well, you're definitely more knowledgeable on your local culture and things of that sort. So definitely offer up some opinions as to as to whether or not, like, is, is it true that, you know, based on cultural differences, the shows are shorter there? And I don't know. We're, we're just speculating here on the show. And I'd love to hear from you guys, hear what's going on. Those of you who have going to sh- are going to shows, um, well, once you've gone to the shows, let us know how it is, how much you enjoyed it, what you liked, what you didn't like, all kinds of stuff like that. Now we can move on, Diane. Oh, good. So, since you are uh, opening your mouth today, you want to give us <laughs> you want to give us that the was first a horrible one? transition. <laughs> All right, this first one comes from Swiftly Twenty, and she says, "If Swifties ruled the world, everyone's wedding song would be Stay, 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 or Everything Has Changed." P.S. My sister wants Everything Has Changed as her wedding song. Everything wow. has changed. Did you guys watch the Vine of Gina dancing with her? Husband. Yeah, I did. Really cute. What you what, what are you talking about? Gina's wedding. Gina. Love, story, love story was their um well one of their songs. It was a really yeah. cute video of her and her husband dancing. I would consider it their first dance as husband and wife, and it was to love story. So Gina is the fan who Taylor went to her bridal shower. Yes, that guy. Yes. Oh yeah, we're not just talking about a random person. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think that was their first dance song, though. I think no, she their said first it was dance the song end. was it was a it was a, a a country song, but it was a guy. Oh okay. Well, that narrows it down. I know. Country <laughs> song that was a guy. So like there's 80% of it Steve, <laughs> reporting to us live from Nashville, how many guys are there right now? Uh, what do you mean, like, guys are there? Like male figures. Male country singers. There's tons. I know, it I was a sarcastic question. Country is dominated by male uh, artists. If Bro you really country. want to know, you can look her up on like Twitter or Instagram or something. You'll find a video of it at some point. Yeah, it's on. It's, it's, it's somewhere. somewhere. And it's, it's adorable. There. But the point it's where on the internet. Some guy sings. <laughs> Sounds okay. Cute. All right. Anyways, Steve, why don't you do yours? All right. Uh, this next uh, mini segment comes from Anna via email. You know you're Swifty when your cat's name is Taylor. My cat's name is Taylor. It's the devil. Did you name your cat after Taylor Swift? Yeah, Probably. if you go to if you go to the um the the vet and you get her like ticket her the ticket or his ticket thing, it says Taylor Swift on it. Oh come on, really? I swear. That's funny. 
<laughs> Wait, so so you're saying it's a male cat named Taylor? Well, Taylor it is indeed a male a cat named Taylor. Name. Well, that's exactly what I was trying to bring up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good point, Steve. Does Taylor Swift know that you have a cat named after her? I, uh, I tweeted her <laughs> about it. <laughs> I don't know. You that need she to read tell her. Video. You need to find a way to tell her that. I want to know what she'll say. Write her a letter. Next time you see her, tell her about that. I will tell her that I have a black. Next time you guys are hanging out, like you do, (laughs) and he he hangs out with the red tabby cat next door, and I named him Ed or her. Oh, (laughs) you have to tell her that. That's cute. (laughs) Sammy names her neighbor's cat, and then my evil cat brings dead snakes. Oh my god, my cat does that too. I hate it. Snakes? Yeah, like a giant snake. Look, this snake was bigger than my cat. You have snakes in. New York? Yeah. We also have snakes in Pennsylvania. They're not that that big, but they like garden snakes. The logistics of the snakes is ridiculous throughout the world. Yeah, they're like garden snakes. They're not actually like, they're not poisonous or anything, but they're so gross. No, they scare me. Yeah. No, having snakes in your house is horrible. (gasps) They've been in your house before? Yeah, because the cat brings them in. Diane, stop asking questions. Sammy, read read a mini segment. Yeah, read that. (laughs) Stop talking about snakes. The next mini segment comes from Tiny Lou 13 on Twitter. The things Facebook tries to tell me are lies. At Taylor Talk, if Swifties ruled the world, this would be true. And she sent in a picture of all too well. Sorry. I'm Is someone wrong. riding a motorcycle? She sent in a picture of all too well on YouTube and it says all too well new single by Taylor Swift. Uh, we can only dream. Sammy, I, I thought... I, we, I thought we moved past this recording while you're riding your Harley thing. <laughs> I live in the country. What do you want from me? People like to mow their lawn at 8 o'clock at night. Because <laughs> they put the little headlights on the tractor so you can mow it at night. <laughs> a lot darkier, I promise. I don't know what they're doing. Okay. I'm really sorry. Anyways. Um, all right. Next one is from speak underscore now underscore red on Taylor Connect. You know, you're a Swifty when you're watching the voice when a girl sings safe and sound and then you belong with me starts playing. You record it just for that and mentally freak out. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. Do you know I what happened last voice. night? I was at I was at Home Depot last night buying shower doors. The thrilling life I lead. Um, and I knew you were trouble came on the radio there and I was talking to two of the guys that work at Home Depot getting some uh, home improvement advice and I really wanted to sing but they were like they I don't know it just it didn't work out I didn't I get to sing Home along. Depot is like the best place to have a a loud Taylor Swift okay can I tell you guys a really funny quick story so when I worked at Lowe's oh uh, no <laughs> shut up when I worked at Lowe's um, I would get really, really bored, and I would write down every single time a Taylor Swift song played and what song played. Oh, my God. And I have the list still. Wow. Somewhere. I don't You're know special. Where. Look like, at you go, was, Sammy. Like, three thou- like, three pages worth of, like, every single song and the time that it played and the duration of it playing. That's funny. <laughs> Did you do real work while you were there? No. Okay. Not usually. <laughs> Sammy, since you worked at a home improvement store, can you help me install these shower doors? No, I was a cashier. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Never mind then. So Little Miss Wonderstruck on Taylor Connect said, you know you're a Swifty when your history teacher stops you in the hallway to tell you that whenever she sees Taylor, she thinks of you. Oh, I have cute. stories for all of these today. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut now. 
well, if, I'm, if I'm it's sure relevant and it's funny and entertaining, please share. Oh, it is relevant. It's totally relevant. And is it's it funny, funny and entertaining? Funny and entertaining. <laughs> so I was in school and my um, careers and music teacher comes up to me. And this was right after. Um, 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 <laughs> this is such a funny story. Yes. <laughs> but it's not Did relevant. you just have like memory loss? <laughs> I had a brain fart. It was right after her publicist quit, Paula. It was right after Paula quit. And um, so he comes up to me and he's like, so you hear about the news on the, the Swift camp? And I was like, of course I heard about it. He was like, he was like, what do you think they're going to do? And I was like, oh, they're going to do it in-house. And he was like, I don't know about that. And then the next day we, we got Trey. And I was like, wow, how did you know that? <laughs> You're like, well, I'm an extremely passionate Taylor Swift fan. Because so. Sammy's so smart. I'm so glad that you can like have conversations with your teacher about changes in Taylor Swift's management. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, this last one comes from Mariah via email. You know you're a Swifty when your goal for the summer is to get your softball coach, who doesn't like Taylor now, but will very will soon will you got what? it. Will very soon <laughs> to like Taylor. Oh, there I get it. I get it. Oh, she will very soon like Taylor. Yeah, she yeah, gonna yes. make her like Taylor. Gotcha. I will make you like Taylor. Whether you I want to or not, you are going to like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I did that to my friend one time. Actually, she kind of asked me. I was driving her home from um, from Connecticut to Pennsylvania, which is like, I mean, from where she was, it's like a four-hour drive. And she was like, okay. She's like, we have four hours. I want you to introduce me to Taylor Swift. It's like she's like educate me. I'm like okay, I got this. And I went through like all of the albums, and it was great. That's nice. funny. Yeah. Did it work? Yeah, yeah. She. It's funny. She actually she liked the first album a lot more than anything else. She oh, said it yeah. seemed like the most genuine. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily most genuine, but it is good, definitely. Interesting thought, yeah. though. All right, so thank you to everybody who sent those in. We really appreciate it. We look forward to hearing from you. In the future, our little mini segments there, a little bite-sized, funny story, whatever you want to call them. They're a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. submit, 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 submit. Send us stuff in, please. But we do have one last segment before we get going. What are Swifties listening to? Where you guys send us artists that you are listening to that are not Taylor and introduce us and the rest of the Taylor Talk audience to these songs. So what have we got this week? Well, this one comes from The Cruelest Way via Taylor Connect, and they say that Swifties are listening to How to Be a Heartbreaker by Marina and the Diamonds. This Do is true. Do you know this song? I it's a fun song. It. It's I very poppy, almost like house club mix in a way at some points. I've right? never heard of Marina and the Diamonds. Me neither. What? I listen to that. I listened should... to that whole album on my way down. No joke. Oh, no. Steve is it's a like my fan. favorite one to jam in the car to. You should listen. Steve, Steve what are they comparative to? Please help us. Uh, well, well the, the way I actually found out about her was from the iTunes Katy Perry when she was like being the DJ. She specifically picked out some of the songs from her. Okay. So that's how I was introduced to her. I don't know. Her like her voice is kind of like Katy Perry, but then there's almost sort of like a paramore feeling, but it's a little bit more like poppy than that. It's like awesome. a kind of pop. I love no. it. No. no, not as poppy as that. Um, I just don't know. listen to it. Like, Sammy, just listen I will. to I'm, it. I'm gonna YouTube it as soon as we stop 
talking. Like she has a really interesting voice and she has like fun songs. Her Madonna is another good song too. Yeah. Where's she from, Steve? Is she English? I just assume people are English, but I don't know. <laughs> Why do you assume people are English? Because everyone in the music business right now is English. That's true. Except for Taylor. Except for Taylor. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking. Yes, she's from the United Kingdom. Good job, huh. Maya. Maya knows her Marina and the Diamond. So definitely well, I did if you're Google, but yes. <laughs> and Google too. <Just> pretend. <laughs> So if you're interested, check out How to Be a Heartbreaker by Marina and the Diamonds, The Cruelest Way on Taylor Connect. Thank you for suggesting it. We'll have to – those of us who are unfamiliar will have to give it a try and check it out. Mm -hmm. Remember, guys, if you want to submit to these segments or if you want to offer feedback on the main discussion, you can contact us in a ton of different ways. You can, of course, email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask us a question on AskFM. All four of those are to the username TaylorTalk13. And on a fun note, I did answer a question on AskFM the other day. Whoa. You did? Just one? You still checked that account? I did the other day, and I answered one question. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. What, what, what question was it? I don't remember. Oh. Oh, I remember <laughs> now. It was uh, somebody's like, why you got to be so mean? And I said, I'm sorry. It's just a bad habit, I guess. I'll try and be nicer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was it. Um. <laughs> so hey i don't see anybody else answering the ask it phone questions so. i don't, I don't have the password, the password or else i would you changed the Same. password yeah none oh. of us have the password so that's apparently why... i'm the only one that can't answer questions yep, on that's on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> did not know that anyway so uh where was i in in my spiel i guess i'm on, uh send us a text message or voicemail to area code 24031 swift uh standard text messaging rates apply <laughs> Sometimes I like saying that. Yeah, or you probably don't have to. If I probably don't have to. Or if you don't want to use that phone number, you can, of course, leave us a voicemail directly on the website, taylortalk.org. Remember, guys, the show notes for this episode, everything we talked about to kind of accompany this will be at taylortalk.org slash episode 136, 136. So thank you for joining. If you made it through all our rambling today about the Red Tour, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you join us next week for 137. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. My name is Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And we'll catch you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Logistics. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.